I'll be the first to admit that children's ministry? No, thank you. That is not my gifting right there. The grace and energy to teach and play and sort of discipline but not discipline other people's children? Ah, I don't think that's one of the gifts God put in my arsenal. So when it comes to serving in the church, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I get involved? What if I don't know how to do it? What if God didn't call me to lead? Now what? I've got you covered in this episode, top to bottom. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, I'm going to start us off with this right here. And it's something I speak over the women I work with all the time. You are unique. You are handcrafted by God. And he was strategic when he designed you, every part of you. He was strategic with every blessing, every detail, every gift, every talent. That determination, he was strategic. That loving heart, he was purposeful. That height and athletic ability, he was intentional. That voice of an angel, He was just intentionally showing off with you right there. You are unique. But then there are some qualities that he has given all of us. Some qualities and gifts and talents we all possess. It's just a matter of if we actually activate them or not. Now, I could go on a whole episode about that right there, and maybe soon I will. But it's just so, so, so important to not only recognize what God has put in each of us, but to actually activate it, put it in motion, work the plan, do the thing. So the one quality, the one characteristic, the one ability I want to stress today is having a servant's heart. And not just having a servant's heart, but actually putting it into action and serving. Look, if you know the Father and if he lives in you, you have a servant's heart. You possess a servant heart. Now, if you choose not to activate it, then you're not operating in your full potential as a believer, but also as a human. When we actively choose not to be all God has called us to be, the entire world is missing out on this unique and special gift he created. And when it comes to serving people, people are missing out on the love of the Father through you. For the past while, I have totally enjoyed serving in my local church. Now, there are a couple things that contributed to this, and I'll just give you a little bit of background for my own situation. First of all, I do have a servant heart, as do you. But I recognize that in me, and I just really have been wanting to use it lately. So, I found a new church about a year ago. A church that has a lot going on, and I just knew there would be places I could help out and would want to help out. Because to be honest, I was having a hard time in a church that seemed like there was the same four ushers each week and that's it. Like where else could I volunteer? I used to work for a big church full-time for years. I don't like saying I was in full-time ministry because I believe every single one of us as believers should be in full-time ministry. And the fact that I was receiving a paycheck from a church should not be like a status symbol or a bonus star in my lifetime of ministry achievements on earth. So there's that. But 
When I worked for the church full-time, I was always there and always working, so as much as I would get involved in ministries, I was being paid to oversee ministries. I was paid to manage and oversee the hundreds of volunteers. I served them well, I believe, but it was just different. Now, I can really truly just serve, receiving nothing in return. Um, nothing? Well, that's not really the truth, but I'll get to that one in a minute. Here's another piece of background. I knew one person. Y'all remember Kayla Fit? <laughs> My years as a personal trainer working with mostly women on their physical health as well as their spiritual health. Well, I had a client a couple years ago and she was successful in shifting her habits and lifestyle physically as well as making some shifts to focus on God more daily for herself. Well, come to find out, this same client is now my pastor's wife. I had no idea at the time who she was or who he was for that matter. I've spent the past couple years traveling quite a bit back and forth between Canada and the U.S. and we did all of our sessions online and had actually never met in person. But the connection she and I made blossomed into an incredible friendship. And if you're nosy enough, you can actually catch snapshots of us on a walk together almost every week on social media. So for me, she knew me. I knew her. We had a connection already, so I didn't have to really go out of my way venturing outside my nice little introverted self-comfort zone to get involved at first. Which is what I'm going to ask you to do at the end of this episode. Don't turn me off now. Just prepare. So the first question I'm going to throw at you is, do you serve in your local church? Wait, do I need to backpedal a little bit? Do you attend a local church? Are you planted in a local church? Now, it may sound like I'm joking, but these are serious questions that I'm asking. I know in the past couple years, a lot has changed and online services are a real thing. Watching church on TV with your family in pajamas has become the norm for so many believers, and although I'm so grateful for technology and for all the souls that have come to know Jesus Christ through online services, I'm here to also teach you and hold you accountable and challenge you. The Bible says in Psalm 92, verses 12 to 13, But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Another translation of the Bible says, Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. Being planted in the house of the Lord is a great thing. There are benefits of being in community with other believers, and that's something we should never take for granted. I know, I know, but you don't know how to find a local church. You prefer that pastor online who is a thousand miles away. You learn from his teaching, her messages, you just connect to them better. Maybe you're even giving to their church. Cool. But I'm still not going to coddle you and say, oh, good for you. That's good enough. You're doing great. No. Y'all probably hear me talk about and share messages from Pastor Tim Ross often. He's now the pastor of Embassy City Church in Irving, Texas, but he was my young adult pastor at the Potter's House in Dallas under Bishop T.D. Jakes. And let me say this, he spoke into and over my life in those crucial and informative years in my mid to late 20s, and those teachings have helped form me into who I am now. And get this, I still catch his messages every single week. I love how he explains this. He explains that for some of us regulars, Embassy City is our vitamin E church. It's the supplement because our local church does matter and is crucial and comes first. So the first step for you may actually be to find a local church. I know it's a journey. I get it. I've done it plenty of times. You can actually check out episode 10 of this podcast titled, I Decided to Find a New Church. 
But I can't say enough how important it really is to your growth and relationship with God and especially that community to get planted in a local church. I believe two things happen when you get planted and serve in your local church. Number one, you bless God. Oh, just saying that has to put a smile on your face. You bless God. You are God's hands and feet in the earth. He is touching people through you. Think of all he has done for you and what it would mean to be able to say thank you in a tangible way. I believe one of the ways to do that is serving in your local church, to use the gifts and the talents he strategically gave you, and to not only use them, but to use them in his own house, to use them to serve not just other believers, but to help carry out the mission of the church to lead others to Christ. I mean, what a gift to give back. Think about this. Besides with words, how have you said thank you to God lately? Mm, That's a good question right there. So you bless God, and number two, you get blessed yourself. There's a joy that comes with giving. There's a joy that comes with serving. This joy is different than what you feel when you receive a paycheck, and it's different than what you feel when you get a new car. When you give of yourself with the expectation of nothing in return except a thank you, and you know what you helped with is furthering the gospel, there's really nothing better. The smile on kids' faces when they come out of church with their paper plate craft showing how to roll away the stone and reveal Jesus' resurrection, it makes those hours of prep and all that glue cleanup worth it. To see souls being saved in service and people crying at the altar and looking around grateful you took the time to restock the tissue under the front pew. I know those may be simple examples, but there's a joy in serving, a true blessing available for you to receive. And that brings me to where I'm headed for this whole episode. It's time to serve in your local church, and here's exactly how to do it. First, well now I'm assuming that you're going to a local church and you're getting planted there, but first, introduce yourself. Girl, you sit in the same seat every single week. You smile at the same people every single week. Stop rushing in and rushing out. Introduce yourself, at least to those around you all the time. If you check your children into children's ministry every single week and only know the person at the check-in desk by name because they are wearing a name tag, shame on you. No, really. Introduce yourself. Oh, I wasn't going to say this, but it came up so clearly, so I'm just going to say it. Stop treating people with servant hearts as your servants. Yeah, that was straight up the Holy Spirit right there. Stop treating people with servant hearts as your servants. People aren't getting paid to hold the doors for you at church to direct you where to park. People aren't getting paid to smile and help you to your seat, offer you an envelope and a pen, smile again and say good morning. People aren't getting paid to show you where the restroom is and then wipe up after the mess of water and soap you left on the counter after you washed your hands. It is their servant's heart. They're activating and walking in their servant heart. And if in fact they are getting paid to teach your children, they sure as heck aren't getting paid enough, let's be honest. So introduce yourself, appreciate the servant hearts of others, and maybe that will help you activate your own. Secondly, stop ignoring the needs. Now, I wasn't sure how I was going to say this, but that's how it's coming out. Stop ignoring the needs. Look around. Do you really believe that everything you see and experience on a Sunday morning just happens during the week? Like the lights, the cameras, the sound, the microphones, the little welcome cards, the gifts, the communion sitting out available for you, the banners, the themed messages with props. And I haven't even touched on the children's ministry, the markers, the crafts, the snacks, the diapers, the cleanliness. You really think that all just magically comes together? I know you're not that naive. 
And yes, there are often paid staff members who take care of these things, but please, please don't just keep on ignoring the needs. I'm going to go off on a little tangent right here. The Bible mentions many spiritual gifts. There are the gifts of apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet. There are the gifts of administration, interpretation, healing, discernment, wisdom, and so many more which you can find many teachings on. That's not my main focus of this episode, but it's helping me make my point. So many times, actually way too often, our society is all about the names, the titles, the accolades, the certificates. Shoot, I just went through it myself, shifting from a certified personal trainer to a Christian mentor and life coach. The titles, they matter, but do they really? Yes, they do, but they're not everything. Don't allow a title or a label to keep you in a box. And don't allow a title or a label to put God in a box. Ooh. The problem believers often have, and the problem churches face, is just this. You go and take a spiritual gift assessment, which, by the way, I took one for free online this week just for the sake of this episode and seeing what it would say. But then you get all puffed up like that is your gift and that is how you need to help and that is how you will serve in the church. And if the church doesn't have a spot for you in that gifting, then you can't be used. I'm going to say this again. Shame on you. Stop ignoring the needs. Look, in all my years of not just serving, but also working for churches, I have never once served in children's ministry. Not once. Teenagers, sure. Young adults, sign me up. I need someone I can square up with on the basketball court and like earn some respect in that way, you know? (laughs) But kids, not once until last summer. Y'all, the only reason I was at kids camp every day last summer is because the only thing bigger than my servant's heart is my obedient heart. I had only been attending the church for a couple months. In fact, we had just started having in-person services when the pastor's wife, aka my walking partner and friend, said the kids camp desperately needed volunteers. Of course, my answer was no, but I actually felt her asking me was not as my friend, but as my pastor and asking with a genuine need. So with the agreement that my job would be simply signing kids into camp each day at the registration table, I dragged my mom along to serve with me. Let me tell you, we got there on the first day. They gave us the volunteer t-shirts, assigned us to a group of 13 10-year-olds. Oh, and another thing, camp was not three days, it was four. Did I back out? Absolutely not. I'm a leader. I am a coach. And that group of 10-year-olds had fun, but also knew I wasn't playing around when I told them to keep their feet off the pews, to line up, to clean up, to stand up, and to worship the Lord. (laughs) To be honest, I'm so glad I did it. The best part was doing it with my mom and the fact that we could understand each other's exhaustion and the funny stories at the end of every night. But I'll tell you what, I sure did go up to the main children's ministry leader and thank her for using the specific and unique gifts God put in her. There really are people who every single week, day in and day out, have the grace and the energy to love and serve everyone else's kids and do it with joy. That's incredible. So about a month ago, the announcement hit the screen at church again. Spring break kids camp. We need volunteers. I didn't even look left or right. I stared right ahead and knew I wasn't feeling the Holy Spirit's prompting to step up. The next week, another announcement asking for volunteers. The next week, now the pastor is asking for volunteers. And I'm looking around at the hundreds of people in the building thinking, y'all really don't hear this need? Because I knew I wasn't doing it again. In fact, on one of our walks together, I actually shared with my friend and pastor that I didn't feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit to be at kids camp leader. But here's the thing. My servant heart is real. 
it's beating, it's activated. So I emailed the leader of the children's ministry and said, I'd love to help, but I cannot commit to leading a team. I'll gladly come early every morning for a couple hours to set up the crafts and organize things, knowing I'd be out of there before the chaos arrived. She replied with this, um, would you be available the week before camp to come help set things up? Oh my goodness, perfect. And yes, I brought my mom along. My point is not to tell you not to leave your children alone with me. We all know anti-life is the best life. But my point is, stop ignoring the needs. Do you know what happens when you think your giftings are only in certain areas and there's no leadership position or worship team position or whatever else you're holding on to as your gift? Do you know what happens? The leaders of the children's ministry are taking home a thousand pieces of paper to stay up till 11 p.m. cutting out hearts, making keychains, sorting craft supplies, and then returning the next day to do it all again exhausted in order to minister to your kids. You have the skills and talents to cut paper. You have the skills and talents to move a couple boxes. You have the skills and talents to set up a communion tray. You have the skills and talents to wipe down the kitchen. You have the skills and talents to take direction and help organize a storage room. You can't be naive anymore. I challenge you when you walk into church this week, look around and recognize what has gone into it and think about what you could help with. Can you set pens in the back of every chair? Can you restock tissue? Can you cut the crafts and get them ready for the kids? Can you wash dishes in the kitchen after service? No matter what your spiritual gift assessment says, I believe God has given you a heart to serve and it's time to activate it. So now that you've introduced yourself and you've stopped ignoring the needs, make the call. Make the call. Hey, I have a couple hours Tuesday afternoon and would love to come by and help in any way I can, whether it's just cutting paper for children's ministry or stocking the kitchen or putting together booklets or cleaning, whatever you need. Do you know what a phone call like that can do for a ministry? I'll tell you firsthand, it's a game changer. Working for a large church, I was able to say yes to so many ministry events and outreach events because there were a few incredible older women who would come to my office every week and joyfully copy, hole punch, cut, make booklets, seal envelopes, stock supplies. And when I say joyfully, I mean joyfully. Those few hours each week freed up my time as a leader to partner with the community and give away 300 turkeys for Thanksgiving. Those volunteers allowed me to spend my time planning events to give away a thousand backpacks full of school supplies with water slides on campus, food for everyone, free haircuts for all the kids, and completely setting up the community's families to head back to school. And let me open your eyes to this. The 80-20 rule is real, y'all. And it's real in the church, too. 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the people. 20% of the people. As believers, as chosen children of God, we can do better, especially in His house. If you sign your kids into children's ministry every Sunday so that they can learn and receive on their level while you go into service to receive for yourself, would it be too much to ask that once a month or once every two months you show up 20 minutes early and help at the sign-in table? Add that up in your mind. If every child's parent served one time every eight weeks, game changer. There are men who miss praise and worship every single Sunday as they're the only ones who serve in the parking lot and hold the doors open every single week. Do you know what else happens when we sit in that 80-20 rule? That 20%, those who are always serving, they get exhausted. There are some people who serve every single Sunday, never sitting in service to receive for themselves. Hear me, 
never sitting in service to receive for themselves. Why? Because there aren't enough people volunteering to make a fair schedule taking turns. Look, you already know your challenge for this week. And I truly pray this episode has touched your heart in both a convicting way and a loving way. Let God use you. I'm going to leave you with words from Peter. Speaking to Christians about suffering, he said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.